Hello, this is Greg Joyce of Shula Services Incorporated. We are a proud client of Plumbing and HVAC SEO, and you're listening to The Social Plunge. That is correct, podcast listeners. We are back. This is The Social Plunge, episode 17, uh, blog headlines part two. In the uh, previous episode, we had our... Uh, we talked about blog headlines and your blog strategy in uh, episode 16. I'm here with Michelle Martin. Hey, everyone. Glad to be back to share some exciting blog titles with yes. you. We're going to get into the nitty gritty today. Nitty gritty is correct. Uh, we actually have a plethora of information. We're going to try and run through this uh, as quickly as we can, but also as efficiently as we can. And um, Michelle, we actually have a really cool uh, episode actually in store for us, and we actually have some really cool news uh, in regards to Facebook. Mm-hmm, we certainly do. Um, first things first, Facebook actually changed their 20% rule. So if you've listened to previous episodes about Facebook advertising, you probably know that there are some stipulations that tend to get people's ads um, flagged or yes. discontinued on Facebook. But... They have just removed the rule. Um, it's amazing. Yes. So it's pretty exciting. You can have enormous text if you want to. Um, so, yeah, that's that's pretty neat. Huge. That, honestly, awesome. this is huge. There's a lot of agencies that their ads were getting flagged because, uh, you know, they were using too much text. They were actually incorporating designs within the text. Uh, they were also getting flagged because there was, you know, too much description within the text. And as far logo as was too big, the logo was too cetera, big. And, you know, these ads would get stopped. And um, it's kind of yeah, for no reason. It really. is a bummer. It is yeah. a bummer. But there are some limitations to this twenty uh, percent uh, mm-hmm. text rule that was removed from Facebook. I- I'm not sure if they've rolled it out just yet, but uh, some of the limitations are if you do have uh, Facebook actually just going to send out a notification as you're creating the ad, where it says, "Okay, you have over twenty percent text in this image." It's a possibility that you're not going to get the reach. Uh, that you intend to get because of uh, yeah. of that rule. So and the bigger that your text is, um, from what I understand, yeah, the less likely you are to exactly reach your audience. But you know, if the text is really an important part of the ad, which it might be, then then maybe you get the option at least to choose large text over reaching a bigger number of people. You know, will this ever be you guys? Uh, we don't know, but. That's pretty cool news. Yeah, I think it's actually really exciting. Um, I know a lot of our clients, they love text heavy. They want their logo in there. They want to make sure that information is on that image. Details about their specials. Yes, of course. Things like that, that kind of like are a little difficult to put in the copy and get noticed. Right. You know, it's really it's really awesome that now we can include like, hey, this coupon is not valid with any other offer or, you know, whatever it is that is maybe at the forefront of the special that someone is running on Facebook ads. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just a little segue here. We actually are back uh, in the studio. Uh, We are actually going to be doing more videos for you guys. I know it's been a couple episodes since we've uh, come to you guys in person. Uh, But we actually, this is the first time our our viewers are going to be able to see our new setup. Um, We've had this new setup for, yes, we have the new, the new, uh, the new mics, the new interface, uh, great equipment for you guys to get the pure audio quality of the social plunge. So um, uh, Mm -hmm. in other news, actually, uh, another news flash from Facebook is the uh, 
Facebook accessibility update, which is really cool. Uh, it, pretty much for people that uh, are blind or, or deaf uh, are actually able to uh, see these photos with the text description by Facebook. So if you're, you know, if you're blind and you're looking at and you're fishing through your newsfeed on Facebook, Facebook actually sends these automated uh, voice voiceover saying this is describing the picture or describing your your activity on Facebook. So I think that's really cool. Uh, and I think it's actually going to open up a lot of doors. I know, you know, we're backtracking here to Oculus Rift, but um, I think it's going to open up a lot of doors for a lot of different people to actually be a part. It's growing. The, the community of Facebook is growing now with this accessibility uh, tool that uh, they've presented. Definitely. I think that now more than ever, um, accessibility is a really big issue on oh, the yeah. Internet because there is such a large fraction of people that there is. Um, maybe aren't even necessarily completely blind, um, but are just legally blind or maybe becoming legally blind and have certain vision problems that they need cues on the internet for to understand what it is that they're seeing so um, this came up a lot in WordCamp actually and um, it's becoming a major trend uh, in the realm of digital marketing so it's something to watch out for and be wary of you definitely want to be adding image descriptions into your website but that's not what this episode is about yes what this episode is about is part two of the blog headlines episode you probably already heard last time um we figured that we would get into actually describing what kinds of headlines you would use because we've had so many questions about it and just because it's so important as we discussed it's so important to have a great headline because that's what draws people in in the first place. If you're not able to do that, then your content essentially exactly. goes to waste. Or stagnant. You know, exactly. it's just kind of just sitting there on the website. But uh, yeah, in this episode, we're going to tell you what specific headlines will be eye-catching. Michelle, give us a little synopsis of um, just kind of let's roll right into it. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's go. So I think that the first thing that we sort of wanted to share with you guys was uh, top lists. Yes. Um, and these can be in numerical order. They don't necessarily have to be. But people love lists because they're easy to digest. It's chunks of information that uh, really work as quickly and efficiently as everything else on the World Wide Web. So... Um, with top lists, what we usually like to do is trends, useful products, useful tools, useful services, um, or even just general ideas. If you can chunk your information into a list, which, by the way, virtually every blog can be of turned course. into a list. Top this, top that, you know. It, it gives people a little less anxiety when they decide to click on your link. Oh, yeah. Because if they know they're clicking on a list, they know that they can get the general information first, and they don't necessarily have to read all 800 words of your blog. They can just scroll down and skim through and get a general understanding of what it is that you're saying. So it's a great way to draw people in that don't necessarily have all the time in the world to be reading a 1,200-word blog. It's true. It's true. And, you know, you could have a really, really enticing blog, actually, the content inside the blog is probably very very appealing but then you have a headline that's not really that's kind of just generic you know you're going to get somebody that's kind of steer away from that actual blog that you're really trying to get out to your viewers exactly just because you failed at, at the headline getting them yeah. in there in the first place so top lists are amazing um i think that another type of blog 
that is a little undervalued and underused, but really, really enticing is the question blog. Mm. So typically when we write a blog, um, we have a question in mind, but it's not always the case that uh, somebody writing it will actually ask the question and pose an answer to that question. Instead, they'll frame the entire blog as the answer to the question, um, which I think you know, is only half of the story. And if you can really say, hey, um, you know, uh, why is my hot water this strange milky color? Mm -hmm. Then you can go into various sort of ideas about their water softener or perhaps that they need to drain their water heater. And you can sort of start coming up with all of these possibilities and that's a more useful blog and a more searchable blog oh for sure within google someone's gonna i mean i think a high percentage of people actually go on google and they type in a question rather than saying you know using proper keyword usage or whatever the case is but yeah generally i mean i i'm guilty of it i always go into google how to do this you know how to how to record this or how to how to operate this system you know exactly and the how to is another oh that's another one blog topic yes um, with a how-to, you know, it, it really gives you an opportunity to, to say just about anything. Um, you can sort of talk about how to unclog your drain or, I mean, okay. So with the how-tos, a lot of our clients tend to be a little iffy, um, just because they don't want to give out their secrets right. to their audience. However... If you explain to someone how to do something that they don't have the tools or the capabilities to actually do, you're merely proving that you can do it and that you can do it well and that you're an authority on the subject. Right. So don't necessarily think that because you're writing a how-to that you're going to lose business. In actuality, you're giving yourself authority and making yourself a more reliable figure for whoever's reading this blog. Yeah. No, of course. And I mean, not even just that. I know we've had some instances with, you know, with clients and not not really liking the how-to or the DIY articles, the blog, you know, specifications. But honestly, it comes to a point where a consumer is going to, yes, they're going to read that blog, they're going to soak in that that information, and they're going to actually go and try to do this. And then they're going to come along the, the lines of, okay, well, I'm actually not doing this correctly. I'm failing at doing this. And I'm, then I'm going to hire the expert that actually gave me this information. Yeah, you know? I mean, if you're lucky, they'll uh, try to do it and mess up, and then right. you can come in and fix their mistake exactly. at, at double the price. <laughs> <laughs> double the price. Yeah. I mean, that's not, you know, that's not why no, you're going to yeah. be writing a how-to blog, obviously. Right, right. But at the end of the day, it just comes out down to proving that you are the best, and, I mean, a how-to blog is a great way to do that. Definitely. Um, and then you can also maybe say how to know that you need blah 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 oh, service. Oh, that's that's a great one actually. We've done a couple of those. Yeah, and um this is really great actually to integrate with a quiz. So we haven't really talked too much about quizzes on social media, but and they're surveys. kind of popular and they're kind of interesting mm-hmm. because um you know, if you have a how to know um how to do x y and z, you can also include like a, a quiz about how much you know about x y and z or Something along those lines. And I think that, you know, quizzes are something definitely that we want to start integrating more with blogs Um, and just multimedia in general. We've talked about having video content on blogs and having great images and kind of quizzes and interactive things like that are are definitely the next 
wave in this sort of blog optimization series that we've been doing here on the social plunge. People want to be interactive. They don't want to just, you know, go through and read some, you know, exactly. read something. They actually want to interact. Yeah. Uh, another how to is how to avoid something. And like we talked about in the last episode, you know, you have um, appeals to fear and then you have other kinds of appeals that are more positive. Yes. And I think appeals to fear work really well with how to's because scarcity is a, are, you can are really good show. Post. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You can show someone something that can go wrong, but then you can also provide a solution for it. Of and course. obviously the solution would be to keep your number on hand or, you know, get a sump pump installed or something like along those lines. Right. You know, I actually I have here in my notes uh, the and it kind of piggybacks off of what we're kind of talking about right now. But the problem solution posts I, I've seen that actually are really, really good and really heavy as far as, you know, uh, stating the problem and then actually giving them the solution in, within that content. That's an awesome yeah. kind of post that will always do well. Always, yeah, because it's practical and it's it's like you're actually conversing. And we've exactly mentioned countless times you want to be personable everywhere on the internet. You oh, yeah. don't want to sound like a robot. You don't want to sound like your average Joe web page. <laughs> you want to show that you are above average and that you are real um, it's across so true, the though. board. And it helps to do this kind of thing along with like you know questions. Things that let you bring out your voice and make it a little easier for you to write even. I think it's more exciting to write something if you're writing it as if you were writing it to one of your clients. Yep. Um, I'm sure that throughout the day there are many times that you are just so frustrated and you want to share something with a client and they're not understanding what you're talking about, the, the kind of thing that they need to be doing or the certain maintenance that they obviously don't see is important, but that right. is ruining their HVAC system or yeah. and these destroying question, their plumbing. Yeah, yeah. And these questions and concerns are always being raised no yeah. matter where you are. I mean, um, we have a handful of clients that always talk about uh, you know, our consumers not, or, you know, their, their, their customers not getting enough information about these specific situations, you know, and, and we understand that they're not the experts and that's why they hire you guys, but it's always, you know, and this, I guess this bring kind of brings us back to the how to, uh, blog se- uh, subject, but you want your customers to be knowledgeable as far as, you know, getting this information. Absolutely. And, um, we think it's just, it's really just essential to frame it the right way so that definitely that they can feel when you are writing it, you can feel that you are speaking to someone. They can feel that they're being spoken to and it just makes for better content. But I I guess back to the titles because this isn't necessarily about the content that will be future future episode. I know we're kind of, I'm kind of long tailing off here over here, Michelle. Sorry. Great information about (laughs) content itself, but not yet. Uh Uh-uh. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, yeah, we um, another type of blog post that I think um, deserves a little attention is the comparison blog post. And this is a little bit of a rare one, yeah. too. But if you do it right, it can be really effective. Um, it's so like much in comparison to yeah. what? Like um, uh, this product versus this product. OK. For example, okay. 
or you know maybe like trenchless sewer repair versus traditional sewer repair mm. i mean you know you can or get hydro more jetting than that. compared to drain cleaning yeah exactly uh, you can give people a little bit of background about each right. it's kind of like you're making two blog posts in one true uh, we've talked about how longer blog posts tend to perform better yep, yep. and you guys keep saying like uh like but it's plumbing and like i don't really want to give that many details and i'm not a writer um so you know one thing versus another helps you can even do one thing versus another versus another and yeah. have three topics and you know have a conglomerate of three blogs inside one massive post tie them together with a nice little bow at the end and you know have a more effective piece of content that's going to draw more people in that's so true we actually uh recently well i mean i wouldn't say it was it was the the headline was the top three brands of the on the water heater my uh water heater market but it was kind of comparing all the different brands and um that actually was a great i honestly i really enjoyed uh, uh putting that blog up because it was just valuable information as far as learning about a brand learning about these different brands and actually hey i'm i'm trying to make a decision here what kind of water heater also yeah tankless water heaters water heater electric water heaters yeah. That could be a comparison b uh, blog. And I mean, people don't really know about this stuff. You do, but you have to right. think about the end user. And, you know, it's of just course. like it's a quick and easy thing that you can give to your audience. Um, and it's powerful. So aside from that, um, we have some extra ideas. Yes. Um, and these are sort of uh, they can go with any type of blog, but it's more about like enticing uh, sneaky, exclusive kind of um wording i guess right. that you can add to to almost any title to make it that much more interesting um for example framing it as a secret instead of saying you know tips or benefits mm, for a, the secret you know like to unclogging your dream benefits of yeah. transitioning to a tankless water heater could that sounds be, really enticing actually yeah it could be like you know how to secret ways to save money on oh, energy and efficiency, yeah. you know water so on and so forth right right um so yeah framing something as a secret tends That's to really entice good. people i like that um as well as unexpected so um i think that for a lot of blog posts so most people might know the answer. They might know already how to save on energy in a general kind of way. But what if you said unexpected ways to save energy in your home? Then people that are already interested in saving energy, that have already read almost all that there all is the kind, yep. about saving energy, can then decide, hey, maybe I should look at this if they're saying that it's unexpected. You know, obviously, the caveat with that is, right. I mean, you would need to actually have unexpected content. That's true. But, you know, that's, that's not what we're discussing here. Also... Um, Things like interviews tend to be really enticing, especially if you have a great expert in the field, but maybe it can be even just you. Um, you know, 10 questions answered by a professional plumber. Th those kinds of things tend to be a little more exciting and a little more personable. And you can just literally ask them to one of your technicians, for example, and literally type everything that they say. And it's a fast and easy blog. It's as if you didn't write anything at all. That's I know true. a lot of you don't necessarily have a great marketing team <laughs> like us here <laughs> at, at Plumber SEO, SEO. So that is why you should hire us. Yes. <laughs> but if you can't, this is a great sort of option for you. And um, 
another one that goes kind of along with secrets and this is the last one that i have is uh the things that no one tells you about Mm. um i think that not a lot of people talk about plumbing not a lot of people are taught about plumbing so it's technically your responsibility as a plumbing company owner and as a content producer for your plumbing company that uh, uh to really share things with people that they don't know and I mean, you see the problems every day. You already see what they don't know, and you know it because it eats away at you. Like, hey, you stop flushing that. No, that's like not flushable. Yeah. Um, why don't you make a blog post about it? Share share information that you're frustrated about already, and it's almost guaranteed to be a hit because it's useful and it's new. Yeah, and also uh, case studies, case studies as well. Oh yeah, I you almost know? forgot about case studies. Uh, case study case studies are huge as far as. Um, you know, you could actually take one of your consumers that you uh, put, you know, a wa- say, let's say you installed a water filtration system into their house and you can do a little case study as far as the before and after of that specific client. So, for instance, if they were in the house with, n- uh, you know, not pure, unpurified water and now they're here in the new home or in the house with, uh, you know, wa- water that's filtrated. That's something to talk about. That's something, and I also will create buzz as far as you know the service that you are providing. Um, but I'll, I have a couple things here before we wrap it up. But I, I, I back to the headlines. Um, you know, reason why headlines, big number headlines, uh, questions, target. You know, make sure that you uh, you know if if you guys are coming up with these headlines that you maybe if you guys are having a water conservation blog and you want to have this big number like how to save you know 500 gallons of water during this month uh i know i've actually read we've seen it on pinterest plenty of times uh the the rain barrel uh blog post how to how to you know the diy um i know that's a huge hit people love that people um, love that stuff people love conserving people love saving money yeah pinterest um, is a great way uh, yes. to get content if that you is want true to steal stuff from pinterest it's a phenomenal idea it's a great um, great uh we've actually talked about pinterest plenty of times yeah in the previous episodes as far as uh content curation it's good stuff but um yeah actually i think we are coming to a wrap here um we're going to be closing out. We really appreciate you guys listening into the Social Plunge episode 17. Is it really episode 17, Michelle? I come, mm-hmm. We've come a long way. Yeah, part two. Yeah, it's we, weird. We really want to actually give a big shout out to you guys, to our listeners. We actually uh, recently hit uh, over 2,000 downloads. So we really appreciate you guys listening in, You know, Very soaking exciting. in all this information. Uh, we're going to continue giving you guys all this info. Uh, I'm actually not sure what we're going to be talking about in the next episode, but I do know episode 20 is going to be our Q&A session. Uh, we're going to get in here and we're going to talk about a couple of uh, concerns and questions that uh, some of our followers may have. Some of our clients actually have come to us with these questions. Um, and uh, send yeah. us more stuff. Yes. Send us questions. And oh, oh what, really quick before yes. we close it up. Yes. Um, uh, send us some really cool blog titles like if you have a great blog headline we want to hear it and maybe next episode we'll share some of the cool stuff that you guys have been coming up with just because you know i think it'd be fun and exciting oh yes definitely we would love (laughs) to we'd love to hear from our listeners yes so with that said michelle martin close us out today uh that was the social plunge that's a wrap thank you for joining us signing off see ya